everyone, you're most welcome to this week's episode of the Empowerment Minutes podcast. This is Maureen Quenda, your podcast host, learning leader, researcher, speaker, and leadership coach. I'd like us to welcome our special guests on the show today. We have Coach Oge and Yamisi. Oge is an author, speaker, podcast host, and life coach, and she's the CEO of Coach Oge. And Yamisi is a certified leadership coach, podcast host, and CEO of I Am Yamisi. So I'm so excited to have uh, both of you guys here today. Um, Oge and Yamisi and I, we met at a business expo and uh, we had an instant connection. We were just chatting. We had so many things in common. And of course, the most common interest is, is that of coaching because we're all uh, coaches. So, and uh, since we're having the National Co Coaching Week coming up to commemorate that week, we thought we just get together and share some tips on coaching to help out some of those coaches out there who are still you know, new in the industry or new in the field or you know, still contemplating if they're wanting to get into coaching or not. So I just wanna uh, thank uh, Coach Oge and uh, Yemisi for being here today. So to get us started, I would uh, call on uh, Oge to just please introduce herself. Okay, can you introduce yourself and tell us how you got into coaching? People always want to know your journey so they can see how they can relate it to their own journey. So um, you want to go ahead and get us started, okay? Sure. Thank you, Maureen, for having me on the show. It's a, it's a pleasure. So like you said, my name is Ogechi, management consulting by profession with about 10 years of experience focused on HR and IT transformation. Um, and then I started my coaching business about a year and a half ago. I'm also a wife, mother of three children, author of three books and leadership and life purpose coach. So how I got into coaching, a very interesting story, but it resulted or started about two years ago, two mm -hmm. and a half years. I just returned back from maternity leave and I was having a tough time adjusting to the pace and rhythm of work. I was juggling a lot as a mom of three, you know, and I felt burnt out all the time, very low productivity levels. So at that point, my job was offering this live coaching um, session. It was one of our wellness benefits. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I jump on it? So I actually got and I met with a life coach based out, I think, in California. And for six months, we met regularly every two weeks for about 30 minutes. And we talked about prioritization, finding balance, wow. learning to focus, the concept of deep work known as flow from this book mm -hmm. I was reading. And it's the same things athletes have, you know, when they focus on a job and they just deliver when they're about to run a race with so much excellence. So I work with that coach in conjunction with reading a book um, by Eric and Nate Clem called The Groundbreaking Science of Emotional Fitness. And mm -hmm. that helped me out um, of that, that kind of that time in my life. And mm -hmm. after coming out and seeing how effective I became in the workplace, I decided why not become a life coach myself. So that was when um, I decided to get my coaching certification and I became a life coach officially about a year ago. Wow, what an incredible journey. I mean, I cannot believe you've been coaching just for about a year and a half, right? You, you're, you're so experienced and uh, it sounds like you've been doing this for so many years. And I think that's because of you. You have a very rich background too, from HR and IT and, uh, you know, uh, and, and management consulting. So 
it's just amazing, you know, how it, it, it seems like it added value to your coaching and also helped you to carve out your niche. We're going to talk about that, you know, shortly, but um, I just wanted to point that out. And uh, you also mentioned uh, Deep Work. One of my favorite books that uh, I always recommend is called Deep Work by Carl Newport. I don't know if you've read that book. It's, it's really about, you know, being most productive, you know, with mm-hmm. your time. And, you know, it's a book that I would always recommend to everybody, even if you're a coach or not a coach, you, you know, especially with now with the, with the COVID situation where people are struggling how to juggle their time, their kids, their families. If you read that book, it's going to really help you provide structure. So when you talk about, you know, deep work, I just thought about, you know, the, that resource and to, to share it out there. So that's a very uh, incredible story and uh, journey as a coach. So thank you for sharing with us. So how about you, uh, Yemisi? Uh, you want to share with us uh, your journey? Sure. Thank you, Maureen, again for um, this invitation. I'm really excited about uh, today's episode. Um, I currently work in public health. I'm an epidemiologist by training, and I work um, for the government in public health. Mm-hmm. Um, I am married to a wonderful husband, and I have two uh, beautiful boys who are twins, and they just keep me um, busy, and they keep me excited <laughs> along <laughs> the way. I got into coaching um, last year because I was trying to think about what I wanted to do next in my life. I felt like I've accomplished a number of things and Mm -hmm. I was feeling really good about it. I actually um, spoke to a lot of people and I'm known for, you know, encouraging people, specifically women and helping them figure out things and just think through things. I'm also an ordained uh, minister and um, I, found myself coaching a lot of uh, members of my church as well. Now, I didn't have the training, but Mm -hmm. I was doing what felt natural to me and relying on wisdom and essentially the Holy Spirit to kind of get me through. Um, Mm -hmm. So I went to dinner with a couple of my friends and we were just talking about our next step and I was trying to figure it out. And one of my girlfriends asked me, have you ever considered coaching? And I said, uh, I know one life coach, a famous one who I will not mention. And I, I didn't really like her too much. So I said, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. And so they encouraged <laughs> me to take a, a deeper look and to All just right. research some other coaches, which I did. And I found out a lot of the things that they were doing were things I was already doing. I just didn't have the certification to do so. Mm-hmm. So I looked into different courses. I talked to a lot of people who, uh, the more I started talking to people about considering coaching, coaching, the more I discovered there were more coaches out there. Mm -hmm. So I enrolled in a, in a program and, um, they had a spiritual foundation, but it is a certified um, program. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I went through four tracks and each track, you know, allowed me to dig deeper and do more. Um, And it just fit into what I like to do. Um, Some of the things that I found myself doing and encouraging other people to do, specifically women, Mm -hmm. is to take care of themselves. So wellness is very big for me, not just physical wellness in public health, but emotional, mental, spiritual wellness is also very, very key. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I began 
At the same time, I started discovering my love for making candles. I've always loved candles, but now I'm making candles and Mm -hmm. everything is just fitting together. I think I would say that, you know, I've been a coach, an official coach for about (laughs) six months, but officially or certified coach. But I feel like I've been coaching people my entire life. When I look back on the relationships I've had and the conversations I've had with people, I've been doing this for a while and I'm really loving it. That's wonderful. Um, it's interesting how um, both of you, your, your backgrounds, we kind of like, you know, they're, they're, they relate with mine in, 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 in every way possible because I also have an HR background, just like um, Ogechi, I call her okay. Uh, you know, and then I, I also have, um, you know, um, my coaching side from my family, people always came to me for advice and, you know, um, what am I going to do? And what am I going to do? I'm like, look, just leave me alone. (laughs) I I just don't, you know, I just found myself in that role so many times. I I didn't even think of coaching. And somehow, you know, in my church, I I was leading the, the women leader in my church. And I formed a group where I was empowering women on a weekly basis. And that also included uh, their spiritual journey and as well as their wellness and, and, and uh, the fitness journey. You know, I would share, you know, workout videos and things like that during the, 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 the pandemic. So I was more lo- looking for a holistic approach. And someone said, well, I don't know, Maureen, why you're not, you know, exploring this. And I was like, hmm, okay. You know, I was kind of doing it informally. And, uh, and then I also... Uh, thought, okay, you know, I do a lot of speaking engagements, I already do leadership coaching, so I might as well, you know, formalize it. And one of my favorite quotes from Steve Jobs is, be a yardstick of quality. So I, I, I really advocate for anyone out there, not just doing any kind of work, but do quality work. So I like the fact that, you know, you're not just identifying this gift that you have, but going the extra step to see how you can uh, make sure that you're doing good work by being, you know, enrolling in a program and being certified, you know, having some structure, know what you're doing, not just uh, even though you find you found yourself accidentally like we all did. So I, I'm just really excited about our journeys and uh, about coaching in general, you know, uh, how we have found ourselves here. And I just, um, I'm so excited we're doing this, especially to commemorate National uh, Coaching Week. So now let's uh, just change, uh, switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about some common misconceptions about uh, uh, coaching. You know, many people use the term mentors, you know, counselors, trainers, coaching interchangeably. You know, oftentimes I've been asked, can you be my mentor? But, and which I really, I have many people that I mentor or many people who mentor me because I believe we all need a village. But then when I, you know, have a deeper conversation with that person, I realized they're actually talking about, about coaching, you know, so I don't know why all of this misconception is happening in this field, but I'm, I'm curious if you guys have had, had a similar experience, you know, Ogechi, you want to share with us? Sure. Yes, definitely. I have had similar experiences. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that coaching is mentoring. When Mm -hmm. I think about a mentor, I think about someone I can shadow, someone I look up to, someone who has walked the track, you know, and I want to follow in their footsteps. Now that person necessarily doesn't have to coach me, but I Mm -hmm. look up to them, right? But when I think about a coach, I think about someone who takes the step back. So friends have also come to me 
for counseling. I have very close friends who will come and say, I need your advice on something, you know, um, what do you think I should do X, Y, or Z? In those situations, they're asking for a counselor. And when I'm working specifically with coaching clients, I take a step back from solutioning or mm -hmm. advising, and I spend more time listening Absolutely. to identify their pain points or find their recurring themes and find out how I can provide tools, uh, guidance, strategies to help them make the informed decision. So rather Absolutely. than me telling them what to do, I'm saying, these are some tools. What do you think is best for you to do? And that's what, when I went through coaching, that's the value that was added because I got books and resources that helped me kind of think about where mm -hmm. I was in life and make the changes that were needed. So yes, I've had people come to me for uh, junior staff of my organization want mentoring, which is fine, but that's not coaching. And the biggest, second biggest misconception is that the coach is not there to give you the answers per se, but to Very guide you. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's the big one, right? I'm, I'm so glad you, you mentioned that. It's uh, a coach literally, you know, creates awareness in that person. It's on that person, you know, to, you know, to make that you're not, you're not the one doing, taking the action The the, you know, the, the client does, but you guide them through the process. That's, that's fantastic. That's a great mis misconception. I, I wish people could really take time to think through, you know, this, all of these things. How about you, uh, Yemisa, do you have any misconceptions to share? I mean, I totally agree with what, again, what you already said, Maureen. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing um, about coaching that people are still trying to figure it out. And I, I get it because not coaching is not, it's not a new concept, but it's becoming more exposed. Mm -hmm. And because it has to do with, um, accomplishing goals and expectations, people confuse them with, like you said, counseling and, and mentoring and all those other things, therapy. Um, so I think coaching, the biggest thing for me is that coaching is about accountability and making sure uh, once you've provided tools to uh, your clients or the people that you're working with, you know, you keep them accountable. I think one of the misconceptions um, that I've seen in coaching outside of what Oge and you have already said is that a coach has to be an expert in the area that you need coaching in. Mm -hmm. So if I need coaching, if a client needs coaching in weight loss, mm -hmm. the expectation is that you have to be a specific, you know, size, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to look a certain way, yeah. which is not the case. You just have to have the tools. You have to be able Absolutely. to actively Absolutely. listen to what they're saying. You have to be able to pick up on cues. You have to be able to help them think through why they are where they are and how to get them to where they want to be. I love what Olga said about, you know, helping them make the decision because we yeah. know every person that has an issue or is trying to deal with a conflict, they already have the answer. Yeah, have it lies within them. That's what I, I, I learned in my yeah. coaching program. It lies within the client. So exactly. Our goal is to pull it out. It's exactly. With the and, right uh, questions, right? Exactly. Right. Right. And I also think the other misconception about coaching is that they're coming to listen to you. Mm -hmm. But as coaches, mm -hmm. we are listening to them. Oh, we're picking up on what they're That's saying. Awesome. And even more importantly, we're picking up on what they're not saying, right, ladies? Yes. Sometimes yeah. They, they, they say <laughs> but they're not really saying what they want to say. Yeah. So I find myself having to pause and give them time to process what they're saying. 
Um, and I think for me, that has been the busy, biggest misconception that we're there to give them answers, which we're not. And we're there to talk at them, which we're not. We're there to listen. We're there to keep them accountable. And we're there to provide them with tools and resources to get them to where they want to be. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. This is just a great uh, this is just great, uh, uh, you know, misconceptions that we all have experienced. It's, it's. I mean, the list is endless, but I think we've really uh, kind of like identified the key ones. And for anyone who's listening to this call, maybe we want to take a minute and just think through, you know, what, you know, their their situation is and if evaluate if it's coaching or if it's not, you know, uh, and then be able to make that distinction. Now, I know uh, Yamisi mentioned that people, you know, don't have to be specialized in a specific area, but I, I also want to talk about, you know, the various niches out there. You know, there are many coaching niches out there, you know, career coach, executive coach, life coach, wellness coach, business coaching, and so on. So for our listeners out there who are interested in coaching and have a hard time finding their niche, how did you go about finding your niche, uh, uh, Yamisi? I know you kind of touched on it, but if you want to add maybe something to it or maybe just have a comment to make. Okay, yeah, that's a great question. So as I mentioned before, I have been coaching um, for a very long time without knowing that that was what I was doing. Um, so the way I found my niche is by just figuring out what I really enjoy doing. I mm-hmm. think that I have coached people in several areas of their life, but mm-hmm. what I found myself really enjoying and what I found uh, that people were being attracted to was my ability to coach them through relationships, mm-hmm. um, to coach them with their purpose and to coach them, coach them with leaderships. Mm -hmm. Um, skills. So I will say that people have come to me with so many different things. And it's, it's great when people are coming to you for a number of things. But I think it's also important that while you can coach for so many different things, it's important to find your niche so that you Mm -hmm. can develop as a coach, um, some specific skills to um, that particular population that you're dealing with. Um, That's how I found my niche. It was something that I was naturally uh, attached or attracted to, which is relationships, Mm -hmm. helping people figure out their purpose and, you know, just helping people become the leader that they're meant to be. And they don't even realize they're meant to be that leader. (laughs) That was how I found it. Um, But have people come to me with other um, coaching requests? Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. the thing, the great thing about what you're doing, Maureen, and I just want to give you a shout out right now, is that you are not just thinking about yourself, but you're also working with other coaches. So if there's an area that I am not too uh, familiar with, or I need assistance, I have no problem reaching out to you or Olga or someone else because there's room for everyone. And I think once you develop these relationships, you understand that, yes, I can coach in everything, but I need to have a niche so that I can be excellent in that particular area. Mm, That's that's beautiful. Collaborating doesn't stop you from, you know, from finding clients. You have, everybody has their their own place. Everybody has their gift, you know? And, uh, you know, so the more you share, you know, business also comes to you. You you get to know other people. So um, that's just a great response. And and that's something that I encourage other coaches to do. It's we're not, we, we shouldn't be, 
you know, like we're fighting or we're, we're being against each other or bumping heads, but actually building a more collaborative relationships. How can we even grow ourselves as coaches, you yeah. know, to be able to coach other people? What is Absolutely. it that what is it that I can offer you that can put you put your best foot forward that you can be a you know a better coach? It's not about me, not necessarily about me taking someone's plan, but how we can help each other to grow as women, especially in, we all know what time of the day it is right now, right? You know, women, <laughs> women, you know, leading. We have to be, uh, you know, leaders even as as coaches, you know, be able to set a good example for those people who are following us. So that's great. Now, this is National Coaching Week, and, and I thought, you know, it's an opportunity for us to give to our coaching community, you know, what can we share, you know, as tips for anyone who's aspiring to become a coach. We have already shared a lot, you know, from what we have talked about, you know, the three of us, but I was wondering if there, we can go around and just share at least two tips, you know, for someone who's, you know, wanting to be a coach or still in the beginning of their journey, what would you like? to share with them. Do you want to get us started? Okay. Sure. Yes. And happy National Coach Week to all of you, to you beautiful ladies. (laughs) (laughs) So some tips for anyone aspiring to become a coach. I think the first thing, Pasay MTLC already said it, you know, find an area that you're passionate about and align to your gift and then get certified in that area and then serve that gift to the world. Again, don't worry about perfection. You know, just bring your authentic self to each coaching session. Like PM said, if it's fitness, you know, someone's passionate about fitness, just bring your experiences, if your journey. You know, some people have become fitness coaches because they also had things with health and wellness that they got, they, they overcame, right? So bring that story, bring your authentic self. And lastly, be empathetic, be a great listener. And I think you'll do great as a coach if you bring all those little things to the table that's wonderful that's wonderful thank you so much just be authentic and be a great listener you can never be a successful coach without being a great listener because you have to you're going to listen forever so you better pay attention (laughs) like really really listen so thank you for those tips how about you Uh, Uh, Do you want to share some tips you know okay mentioned so many um it was like she was in my head i think uh what i would say i want to reemphasize the fact of being authentic and being you um because there are so many coaches out there you're going to attract clients that like you for what you bring that's different um i think it's also important to do your research you know as i mentioned earlier i knew really one life coach and i wasn't too fond of her and i kind of closed the door into coaching just because of that one individual Thankfully, I, you know, did my research. I talked to people. I figured out if this was for me and it was. And I had I not done that, I probably wouldn't even be on this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. But do your research, be authentic. And the number one thing that all coaches have to, you know, just adopt in their lifestyle is Mm -hmm. to want other people to win. You Mm -hmm. want other people to win in whatever area it is that you're coaching them in. If you have that passion for them to win, you're going to be an amazing coach. But if it's all about you and you taking the shine and you being known for this and that, you might struggle in coaching Mm because our job is to help them win. And when they Mm -hmm. win, we We win. win. And I think that's so key. 
that's just amazing. I mean, I wouldn't agree even like this, you know, what, okay, first of all, mentioned is about authenticity. And you, you also mentioned the MEC about authenticity. And one thing that comes with authenticity is confidence, right? Because when you're authentic and you've done your due diligence, you've done your work, you are more confident when you're in front of a client. The client doesn't want to come to you and you're like, you know, trying to figure things out in, think about an intake session where you're trying to do something like that. It's, it's going to be a mess. So I agree, be authentic, be confident, you know, be, feel, feel really good in your own skin to be able to do the work that you're called to do. So for me, I think the two tips I would want to share in addition to the great tips that you both have shared is that, you know, first of all, um, there are so many coaches out there, so many coaches out there and who get paid good money for sure. However, to be a successful coach is not a walk in the park. You know, so the first thing I want to say is that to stand out as a coach, you would really need to know your stuff. You would need to get good and build relationships. We've talked about being certified, you know, knowing, not just identifying our gift and identifying our niche, but being able to study, you know, um, and, you know, and, and be, be comfortable in what we're talking about. The, the quote I said earlier on would still apply here. Be a yardstick of quality, know yourself, get good and build relationships. That's the first thing I want to recommend. The second one, I want to talk about is social media because many people think, oh, you're, you're a coach. Okay, just go and post on Facebook, go and post on LinkedIn, go and post. I would say it's good to post on social media for people to get to know you. But what I know is people do business with people who they can trust. Okay, so take time to invest in relationships add value to others before you know it is good. You will be known for the work that you do and you'll be rewarded for what you do. So as a coach, even if I go to a meeting or networking, you know, a, a gathering, I wouldn't, my first response wouldn't be, or reaction wouldn't be, I'm, you know, I, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. Try to figure out what people's pain points are and how you can be able to add value to them. You know, once you do that, then they will turn around and say, who's this person? you know, get to know you even more. And then if you're able to figure out that solution for them, then they will definitely come back for more, right? So that way you're adding value. You know, for me, one of my greatest definitions for leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. As a coach, you're a leader, okay? And so in, what is influence? Influence is the ability to add value to people. Yamisi said it, you know, on point that if you're a coach, you have to be willing to allow others to win. So if you're someone who's wanting to stand in the shadows to get recognized, or look at me, I'm this coach, really, you're not going to be a coach. A real coach is about servant leadership. You're wanting to serve your clients to meet their needs and let them, you know, arrive at their solution. And that way you would be, you know, happy that they won. But the person who has to win is a client. It's not you. So I just want to, you know, appreciate you both. These tips that we have shared, I, I think if anyone who's starting off really takes this, you know, seriously and into consideration, they're going to really make big strides because those are big things that people really have to overcome in our, you know, coaching, you know, arena where people don't really know what to do and they're just all over the place. If you can really stick to this, you know, tips that we've offered you, it's going to save you time you know, that you're going to be on YouTube or trying to ask around, trying to know your way around. Just stick to these tips and you're going to definitely um, move forward with your coaching business. So I just want to wish anyone who's wanting to start off, good luck. And uh, 
you know, we wish you well. And we hope, you know, this is National Coaching Week. At the end, we're going to share our information, how you can contact us. Uh, because there's always the saying that, you know, every good coach, every coach needs a coach. Okay, so find a coach for yourself while you coach others. And while you're finding a coach, you can find, you know, Yamisi, you can find, um, okay, you can find me or many other coaches out there. So take time to find a coach and then make sure you connect with them and make sure you share similar goals and coaching interests before you can really, uh, you know, identify them as your coach. Take your time and find that person who can help you out. All right. So now let's, I would like us to talk about Yemisi for a little bit uh, because she'll be launching a podcast soon. So Yemisi, do you want to share with us, you know, about your podcast and any other exciting projects you're working working on? Absolutely. I am so excited about um, a couple of things. So um, I am launching a podcast this month. It is the Spa Podcast. It's the (laughs) Serenity, Purpose and Accountability Podcast, you know, which describes all things that we're going to be talking about on the podcast. I'm really excited about it. Um, As we talked about earlier, I think accountability Mm -hmm. is a really big thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's important for for us to figure out where our place of serenity is, right? Where is it that you want to be? We're going to talk about different ways to get there. Um, I also have a a candle line um, that is going to be launching this one too. Um, It's Love, Serenity, and Candles. And um, as you can see, serenity is really big with me. It's all over me. Um, And um, I'm launching that this month as well. The reason why so many things are happening this month is because I was born in this month and I think this oh, is the wow. best month ever. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Thank you. So for my birthday this year, I'm giving gifts to the world, I'm accepting gifts as well, but I'm also giving <laughs> gifts to the world, which is my podcast and my candle line. I'm really excited about it. Um, you can follow me at I am underscore Yemi C underscore. You can visit my website, uh, www.iamyemic.com. Feel free to book a discovery session with me where we talk about what your goals are, where you're at, how we can work together to get you to your place of serenity. So that's what I'm working on. All right. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Wow. I just can't wait to, you know, to hear about your podcast. What I mean, I, I just, I just think great things are happening for you and happy birthday. This is a Thank special you. month for you for sure. And uh, yeah. just wish you the best. And uh, we, we're hoping that this birthday is going to add so many gifts to your life. As you others. Yeah. Amen. So, Thank you. Wonderful. How about you? Uh, okay. I know you're, you recently authored a book and we, you know, we're just talking about, you know, just how you went about, you know, uh, putting your book together. That's really exciting. And also you have a podcast. So there's a lot going on, please. A lot of juices yeah. going on, right? <laughs> yes. You yes. want to know, want to know, go ahead and share. Sure. So to your point, yes, last year, 2020, I authored, I authored a book titled Purpose, Passion, Purity, stemming from, you know, just my journey, finding purpose, you know, working in integrity, especially in the workplace. It's so hard, you know, you have to be that ethical person with yeah. good, uh, with a good moral compass. <laughs> and so the podcast also stemmed as a result of the book. It's called Faith and Purpose podcast it's mm-hmm. on spotify and google play apple podcast and it just encourages people to have positive a positive attitude and use faith as a weapon as they fight battles in life you know and know that they're they're fighting from a winning winning standpoint and just currently 
as of two weeks ago, I started working on a new book titled The wow. Grace for Greatness. Yes. So my goal is to write a book each year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, that's something I've told myself because I'm going for a goal by the time I'm 40. There's a set number of books I want to have written. So right. I'm working on this new book called The Grace for Greatness. And it's a compilation of stories that showcase courage resilience mm-hmm. in the face of opposition. And you mentioned it, servant leadership. I think in our world today, servant le- leadership is getting lost more and more. Yes. And um, it, it encourages the, the readers to strive for greatness and be relentless, but with that servant's heart when leading others. And the target release date is December. So be on the lookout. <laughs> the format is still in the air. I find that people are liking audiobooks more. So it could be an audiobook or it could be um, a hard copy book, but more to come on that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And so where can people find you? Yes. So they can find me on social media at Coach Oge, C-O-A-C-H-O-G-E. I also mm-hmm. have a website, www.ogechi-uchatu.com, or they can email me at Coach Oge, O-G-E-Y, at gmail.com. Wow. I mean, it's just so hard that this podcast is coming to an end, right? Because I just feel like chatting with both of you forever. Thank um, you. It's just a, a great podcast and a great connection that the uh, three of us have. And I just you know, want to thank you both. It's just been amazing. And so we always wrap up the podcast with a signature question. What does empowerment mean to you as a coach? So I want to ask, you know, both of you uh, want to start with the MEC. What do you want? What, uh, what does empowerment mean to you as a coach? And then um, Oge would wrap us up. Sure. So as a coach, I would say that empowerment means helping you discover the power that you have within you to get Mm -hmm. to your place of serenity. Um, I I think sometimes, you know, people um, misinterpret empowerment for you giving someone power. Mm -hmm. But I take empowerment as pulling the power that you already have within you out so you can get to your place of serenity. That's powerful. I mean, I know serenity had to be in that in that final. That's so powerful. Thank you so much. How about you, okay? Sure. I was I'll say as well, that's so powerful, Pastor MC. Um, for me, empowerment is about putting tools in the hands of people. Now, these tools could be knowledge, information, resources, template, but tools that can help them achieve their dreams to become better versions of themselves. So as a coach, I believe that my primary role is to empower and encourage people mm-hmm. to be all they can be by giving them those toolkits. So that's what empowerment means to me. That's powerful. I mean, when you think about people that at some point in their lives, they've been told that they can never make it in life. You know, they can never ever be what they're supposed to be. This is really empowering for them to know that, you know, they belong here and they should be empowered to go get, you know, and fulfill, go get what they desire or fulfill their dreams. So this is powerful. I want to thank you both for coming on the show. I know our listeners have been blessed and uh, I'm really excited about your journey. I'm excited to get on both of your podcasts and read up those books because I need, yeah, and I, I'll be looking out for those as well. So um, I'm looking forward to connecting with both of you as well in the future, just so, you know, to see, you know, how you, you guys are doing some more collaboration collaboration opportunities and how we can take the time as women, you know, uh, to celebrate each other and appreciate each other and lift, you know, lift 
each other up. So thank you so much and uh, best wishes to you in your personal and professional journey. You both mentioned that your, your, your parents, your moms. And so I just want to wish you the best with your kids as well, because I have two small ones downstairs. Thank God they haven't come up here while we're recording this podcast. <laughs> so I just want to thank you so much and uh, encourage you to keep up the good work. Keep being the leaders that you're called to be and continue to change your world and the world around you. So thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you for listening in and uh, I'll see you in the next one.